0: Mastering Life's Adventures begins now. Hi, I'm back with a special guest. And this is Shakara Rivera. And she is here to talk about gaining the courage and confidence to try. And this series of real life adventures is helping you to understand how we integrate different things into our lives knowingly and unknowingly with our soul and mind. And sometimes we never think about the soul. And so these um, series, are an opportunity for you to think about it from a perspective of real life adventures people have gone through. So I'm, I'm excited to have Shakara here to talk about her experiences. You and Shakara, why don't you share a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. My passion right, was to help women advance at work as well as parent their lives guilt-free. I know from experience, being a mother, working in the corporate space, being an entrepreneur as well, we wear many hats. So being able to do that, it takes courage. It takes confidence. And I've learned that through my life's adventure and excited to share that with you all today.
0: Yes, exactly. And where did it begin for you? you know, that to be more courageous or even not even knowing at the point in time when you're kind of in the formative years. So tell us a little bit about that for you, uh, as you're kind of thinking about this.
1: What is it that I want? What is it that, what, how do I want to define success? Because I want to be available for my family as well as moving the company. So it took me to some self-reflection, right? Some self-awareness to go back in time. And, and I, I realized that growing up, uh, I didn't always have it easy. I didn't always make the best decisions. And I had to reflect on how did I overcome my challenges as a youth that I can overcome the challenge that I have today. As a, a young adult growing up, I being remember 13 and 14, I knew exactly what I wanted to be, Dr. Judith. I wanted to be the first black CFO of a major corporation. I could visualize <laughs> myself in a black power suit with a briefcase, with the French roll. I was, I was looking good. I just knew that was my life's goal and purpose. <laughs> But around 15, 16, got distracted by boys and found myself pregnant. And it was at a time when earlier on, they, they looked at teen moms and told us, only one in seven of you are going to graduate high school. I was 16 mm. years old, 10th grade. And they, the 11th grade year, they put us in what we called the pregnant class. All the kids, that all the women and girls that were pregnant or had just had a baby. They let us know, we don't expect you to graduate. We expect for mm. some of you to go to night school. And there was a label right then and there. There was a stigma that was put on me. And I just my dreams were dashed. I just felt like I could never go on. Mm. and that anything that I put forward, the decisions that I made, the actions that I took were stopping me from the success that I thought um, and just knew I was going to have. And Dr. Drew, I cried. I mean, have you ever cried yourself to sleep that your pillow was wet when you woke up, you had to flip it over? I mean, we've Mm -hmm. all known pain. We've all Mm -hmm. known um, that type of pain, whatever that is for you. So for me, it was the idea that I couldn't live this life that I wanted to. And I was destined to, to lead a life of mediocrity, <laughs> but it was my mo- my mother's belief in me. It was interesting enough. I went to her and I was crying and depressed and said, I'm so sorry. I disappointed you. I felt like I was a you know disappointment to her and the family and all those around me. And she reminded me, said, baby girl, there's nothing that you could do that would stop me from loving you. Can I tell you the power of a mother's love? Mm, lifted the weight off of me, and she reminded me that you can still do these things. You just have to do it differently. So I learned that I couldn't believe in myself at the time. So I trusted that I could do it. I believed in her. She pushed and encouraged mm-hmm. me, and I thought that was awesome.
0: It, it is. It is when you can have a mother's love that really anchors you in knowing there's something more than yourself than just this event that happened to you. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful. And that's what our soul wants too. It wants you to know and, and acknowledge it. That you know that is there, and then also to love the soul because the soul is so nebulous. You're not quite sure what it is. We're not sure. We just know we get these promptings from time to time, right. but we're we're not quite sure. But it's that mother's love in the same way that our soul wants to be loved that empowers it to reveal itself more to you.
1: Hmm. Oh, so true. And and then that's exactly what it is. It's like that power outside of ourselves or within ourselves. It could be, it's that power of that connection on both ends. And looking back, I truly believe that it was that first awareness that I don't have to believe that my past decisions determine my future successes and that if I can't see it for myself, surround myself with people who can do that. And those things actually helped me in my future role. So every challenge and obstacle that I see myself in right now and in the future, I go back to that. I have to make sure that I um, really do that self-awareness check. And if that belief in self is super important as well. So that was probably the most defor- the formative age when I realized, hey, I've got to overcome these obstacles and how do I do that? And I kind of looked back at that and took those strategies and continue to use those now and in the future.
0: And it sounds like that experience that you had with teen pregnancy and, and other challenges, and not only helped you to reflect about who am I and what do I want to do in my life? but it also allows you to dig deeper, you know, in a deeper way that you would never have done before. And Mm -hmm. that's in itself is very enriching because that deep dive, whether you're aware of it or not, the deep dive allows you to claim a little bit more of who you really are, as opposed Mm -hmm. to the effect of the things in the world that are taking place.
1: Mm -hmm. I I love that because a lot of times as I got older, some folks would say, hey, you know, I knew you were a teen mom. I'm so how did you do it? And I didn't have an answer because I I did hadn't taken that time to really reflect. I just, hey, I pushed through. I got it. You can do it, too. And, you know, it's nice to be able to see and be inspired by people who've done great things. But we also want to be able to overcome. So what I learned to do is I had to, at that point, let me put this succinctly. How did I do it? It wasn't just this automatic thing. Um, So that's what took that time to reflect because people were asking, hey, you're always so happy. Why? What's going on? And it can't just be an answer, like you said, the outward. There's something that happened inwardly. So that's the time you take to really unpack those things so that you can succinctly share with others that you can have success in life as well. You can also um, overcome whatever challenges that make you cry at night, right? Right. So Mm -hmm. reflection is key.
0: Mm -hmm. And with that, what I hear what you're talking about is is that you kind of nurtured or advanced this inner strength of a can do attitude.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's so true. I think the can do that's that confidence. Right. We talk about the courage is really just I have to get out the comfort zone. I have to make that first step and building the courage to even do it is number one, whatever it is for you, whatever your path, your next steps might be. But confidence comes from continuing to do it, continuing to try and being successful at it. When you build the success that builds the resilience then after the fact, because now you have that confidence to lean back on to say, hey, I did it. And if I can do this, I can do it again in a different arena or area of my life. So confidence continues to build when you stay in action. Um, and that's exactly what happened. Like I said, I, once I can overcome teen pregnancy mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. be able to graduate school with the honors degree and go on to get my bachelor's and my master's, come on now, if I can do that, what else can <laughs> I overcome in this world,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So you had a focus. And, and you allowed yourself to keep focused on the prize, you know, okay. which was some of these outer achievements, but it also was a more kind of an awareness that life is going to have ups and downs, life is going to have challenges and somehow we sometimes get into the belief that everything should always be smooth sailing, because that's what we see on TV right. And that's what we see with other people's lives, but not realizing for the soul, the soul actually wants to go through those challenges. The soul actually wants to be able to rise higher because it's saying, yes, we can, as we said earlier, but it also allows the soul to carve out the character of who you are.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so good. Um, I like to just add to that because a lot of times, so as a coach and as speaker, I say I'm a success strategist. That's the title I love to use. But I believe that success is not just the goal. It's the achievement of a thing. And everything you're describing with our soul is what we're becoming in the process. That's success as well. When we can see our character and we really build out into our potential. When we become better versions of ourselves. Every time we go through a challenge, we learn more about ourselves as well as we're able to stand firm on that challenge because now, hey, hit me something, give me something else because I can do mm-hmm. it. If I did it before, mm-hmm. I can do it again, right? That resilience grows. But really success is not just the destination or the achievement of a thing. It's who we are becoming in the process.
0: Right. And it's somewhat like smelling the roses while you're going through your journey. You know, sometimes we want to get to the journey so quickly, we want to get through it in you know, order to get to success as you're making mention of. But how do we slow down because we're only going to pass this way once? You're only going to raise a family once. <laughs> you know, the, the child's only going to be nine one year, or right? 10 or 20 or 30 one year. So how do we slow it down so we know that the challenge is I don't want to just run by too quickly. I actually want to see and ask the question this is what our soul wants you to always ask the question what's to be learned
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what's to be garnered go ahead
1: no that's good that's just because it's one of those being grateful for those hard times being grateful for those challenges because they do really bring growth to us and being mindful of the time we're in one of the things I remind myself is uh, be where your feet are (laughs) Mm -hmm. so if I'm home let Mm -hmm. me be home let me be present Mm -hmm. with my my family, with my friends, if I'm at work, let me be present, because if I'm always thinking of where I should be, and, and that's that guilt-free part that I try to work with, with especially my working moms, because we feel like I, I, I want to work and I want to advance, but I'm worried about what's happening at, at home, and then if I'm at home, I'm worried about how do I advance at work, so how do we go through life and balance or integrate or live in harmony, and it really becomes, and I tell folks, you have to define that for yourself. And not what TV tells you, not what social media tells you on, on what that should look like for you, but what is it that you want? Do you want to go to every recital and be there? Do you want to, you know, so sometimes we can do it all, but we can't do it all at the same time. So we have to choose. And once we choose, be static in that, set your boundaries and don't allow anyone else to get you off that because based on their perspective perception of what your life should look like. Um, So I believe that being mindful, Mm -hmm. being present Mm -hmm. and choosing what you want your life to look like and uh, stick with that. And then things, things change. Our lives do shift as kids get older, you know, um, demands at work may become different or uh, any of those things. And I truly believe that we just have to shift with that. And as seasons of lives move on, your definition of success will change and be okay with that.
0: Yes, definitely. And I think it it hits a a little bit of what you had noted um, in your notes about a blended family, how you had to kind of evolve and keep things moving. Tell us more about that, you (laughs) know, as you're looking at this and talking about this, gaining courage and confidence to try. Yeah, Blended families
1: are fun. Um, as many people know, I realized that, you know, I, had a, I don't know the exact statistics, but most families are blended families. They're not the nuclear mom, dad, same parents and children, right? Um, I grew up in that kind of household, my mom, my dad, and me and my sister. And that was us. That was our little household. But, and even then we're blending because we all have different personalities, different likes and dislikes. But when you're moving into blended family in the sense that, you know, do we have, Children from different parentage. Some live outside the home. Some live in the home. Um, we want the best. We all love each other, but living in that environment can be super hard. <laughs> and there's different expectations that are set. Um, one thing that um, I'd like to to state with that is we we knew um, my husband and I. We knew that we loved each other. Our kids. They were each one of our. We had kids that were used to being single kids. Our only only children. <laughs> So now we have Mm -hmm. to merge that. So we had a lot of conversations, communications with everyone to see how is this going to fit? So we had the the courage to try, like, all right, we want this. We want to be married. We want to live together and all our kids in one household. How do we do that? And then it just becomes, there's definitely challenges with, you know, people are used to being the center of attention, right? Each kid, they're used to having that attention. And then it's, okay, now the parents are putting each other first before putting us first, we're going to act out. And now we're teenagers. Whew, teenagers by themselves, not even in a blended family, not to do, that can be rough. So <laughs> um, I think one mm-hmm. strong suit that my husband and I had is communication is key. Like mm-hmm. we've always kept that first and foremost, and we kept the voices, other voices outside. We ask for counsel when necessary, mm-hmm. um, but we learned that any decisions we make our decisions and that we need to be aligned Um, and then putting that, you know, pulling our kids into that and making sure we gave them the security that they needed. Uh, But anytime you're, you know, in a challenging situation, if you can, if you need a, if it's just you, get a sounding board, get someone that you can pour your ideas off of so that you can move forward. If you're in a romantic relationship, spousal relationship, communication is number one, because you've got to be able to be vulnerable. Um, and know that that can be trusted. So you wanna be in a good relationship. If you can't do that, might need some mm-hmm. other conversations that happen, but you wanna be mm-hmm. open so that you can move forward. Um, so that definitely took a lot of courage for us to say, hey, let's try this, let's do this. Um, but the confidence again comes when you start putting things into action and things are working. And I can tell you it's not perfect because we have four kids now And we've continued to grow and change because now we have kids of our, you know, between the two of us, Mm -hmm. but we love all of our children and we are, they're all so different. Um, But we have to figure out what works best for us as parents.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what many parents are trying to figure out, be it blended or nuclear. They're trying to figure out what's going to be the rhythm of the relationships that they have with themselves as well as with their children. And that sometimes it's always dynamic. Is Mm -hmm. always something that's evolving and growing. But the thing sometimes we, I want to add to what you're saying, because sometimes what we miss out is, is that piece about, well, a part of the families that we are involved in is our soul. Mm -hmm. And our soul wants some awareness too. Mm -hmm. And we give attention to everything else but our soul. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes what you said earlier too, taking reflective time or quiet time. And or still time, which I talk about in my episodes as um, staying tuned to light and love, the more that we stay that, that stillness and be with ourselves and also teach our children to take some time out too and be reflective and still with themselves to get more in tune to the true essence of who they are and which sometimes the society is so quick paced. And so much wanted to tell you who you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but it's under the parents and what you're talking about and blending, communication, and being willing to have values that you're kind of anchored in that allows you to be able to say, we are doing this, and we're doing it in the way that is each day is a day of opportunity of growing, learning, advancing, evolving with what we need to do. Doesn't mean not going to be fights, not going to be arguments. It's part of the human condition that we find <laughs> ourselves in. Um, but I hear this quality of your desire of saying we want to do it, we want to do it in the best way we can. And that requires communication. Mm-hmm. That's true, but it also requires communication with our inner self or in, our soul and asking our soul as well as we ask our partners or relationships that we're in to say, what do we need to do here? Mm-hmm. Because your soul may say, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because you're about to say something, but when you ask yourself, say something, mm, I'm just going to be quiet here. Listen, reflect, <laughs> and summarize what I hear and ask a question to open things up it's like the mm. you know when you have a mouse you know a computer mouse you click you double click you yes. double click it to open up you know to to a bigger picture of what you're yes. trying to look at and and that's very powerful when we're able to do those things in light of allowing our soul to participate in the activities that we're involved in what are your thoughts about that
1: yeah it reminds me that we you know uh being able to sit with yourself. And I made the comment being vulnerable. It's hard to be vulnerable if you don't know what your own thoughts are, you have your own ideas, or um, you haven't taken the time to really understand yourself. So you can communicate all day, but all you're talking about is outward things. It's not until you understand your wants, your, your, likes and your dislikes Um, my husband and myself right we have we grew up differently in our parenting so there's things that he wanted to how he wanted to discipline was not the way that I wanted to discipline and so I had to realize okay what worked for me and what didn't and why and is this something that I want to stand firm on and, and continue to push for a change or something different or is it something where hey you know what let's try something different because I'm not sure if my way is the only my ways maybe is not the only way so let's try your idea but it's not until I took the time to really sit back and say well what is it that I want and how I want my relationship to run do I want my husband to make every decision and I just say okay so I had to take that time and realize what is it that who am I as a person and how do I want my values Mm -hmm. to show in our kids and how Mm -hmm. do we blend that with your past experiences and what we want best for our kids and some of it might be it's not you or me let's let the children figure some things out on their own that we don't need to push an agenda. It's just, hey, well, this is our this is our truth. And mm-hmm. now it's on you to find your truth. Like you said, take your own time, kids, and figure out what this means for you. You're you're living in this world, especially as they get older. They start to make their own ideas about life and love. And they have to Uh, struggle. And the nice part is they can do it within the comfort of our household that we can help and guide. But at some point they'll be out out of the house. So I'm teaching them how to think for themselves, how to problem solve. I'd rather do that than tell them what to do and tell them what to think. So Mm -hmm. when they're out there on their own, they can, all right, what is it that I want? What are my values? Not what my parents told me, but what is it that I value so that I can make the appropriate next steps in life?
0: Right. And I, it's so fascinating and so nice and right on target because you're giving them the critical thinking skills mm-hmm. that allows them to be able to know why they're making the decision that they're making because they were in the confines of the comfort of your home to struggle and make mistakes and yes. not be ostracized by that mistake, mm-hmm. but seeing it as a learning experience and giving them the opportunity to have the confidence and courage to try, to mm-hmm. try in their, their, what's going on in their world. Um, Mm -hmm. So that they can learn to be able to better be better people when they move out into the world. That's right. And it's not easy because
1: I can see them struggling. I'm just like, if you just do what I tell you to do, you'll be fine. (laughs) Just do what I told you to do. (laughs) So allowing them to make the mistakes is definitely not an easy task. And sometimes I do Mm -hmm. take the reins back a little too quick Mm -hmm. when I'm like, oh, I should have just let them go through that. So it's Mm -hmm. always a learning thing. And even though I've been through it, you know, with my older two, our younger two, we're like, oh, we've been through this before. We know what to do. We still tend to Act too quick, or <laughs> so it's still a learning, and it's still like you know, finding that balance that each child is different. Some need that extra coaching, and some you can just let loose, and they got it.
0: <laughs> right, so. right. Well, and it's and the beautiful thing about it is a kind of a fickery a, a flow, you're learning and they're learning. So it's kind of the energy going back and forth with how you're learning and how they're learning about this and you're growing and they're growing through this. And you're also learning about when do I need to be flexible and when I really should not be flexible because, you know, I'm trying to anchor them in certain um, principles or concepts or helping them to understand if they're whole and told this particular stance that will serve them better than caving Mm -hmm. in to peer pressure.
1: Agreed. Yep. Exactly. And then, and that's the knowing, right? When do I, when do I say mm-hmm. this is it? But that comes with learning too. You, you got to try. And if we don't try at all, then we're we're left to the wind, right? And we're left to the what, whatever the world says, whatever social media says is next. But as parents, and even as we lead ourselves, um, I'm a big proponent. I, I really teach of the philosophy of the leadership trifecta, which is we have mm-hmm. to lead ourselves. We lead at work and we lead at home. Work could be passions, if you're volunteering, whatever that might be for you. Um, Home, family, friends, whatever that might be. But we have to start first with self-leadership and being able to, and I love the connection with the soul is, what is it that I, I need? Lead myself first before I can lead someone else. And then it's always the trying. I'm going to try, I'm going to mess up, I'm a make a mistake, but that's okay. We don't win or lose, we win or learn. And if we mm-hmm. learn and we adapt mm-hmm. to that learning, then uh, we'll be in a much stronger place in the next obstacle, uh, opportunity or obstacle that comes.
0: Yeah, I love that concept that you said, that's a trifecta, but also that uh, we win and learn. Mm-hmm. Every experience is a winning experience. Yeah. And not seeing it as something that's going to be deflating or deflective, and you may get deflated for a while. That's okay. But do you stay there? It's right. like what we're learning to do, you know, and what the soul is learning as well, is to gain a greater sense of reflectiveness that leads to movement, that we move mm-hmm. forward in our life, that we don't get stuck in the situation that we can give our own inner self words of encouragement, because sometimes we get encouragement from other people, but how do we do it for ourselves? That it soothes mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of bump in the road that we had taken and allows a soul to say, it's, it's like our soul's a little child too, and it's mm-hmm. growing. And so we need to talk to that, you know, inner self and say, it's okay. We didn't do it right this time, but we learned a lot. And we're going to do it better next time. We are okay. Mm-hmm. You need to do more of that. Because sometimes, go ahead. ahead.
1: No, no, no. I would just say agreeing because I truly believe in affirmations and that affirming statements and saying that. I am, because uh, we can quickly, you know, we have 80,000 thoughts per day, and 80% of them are negative. Like the very first thing we think is I can't do it. I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't do math. I'm not creative. And we say these things continually. And the more you say it, the more you know, you whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. So it's not until we take any of those like when a failure may come or a mistake may happen and you're not the mistake, you're not a failure. You learn something from that and affirm the learning, affirm the adaptability. And now I know that I can do this instead of that, right? Or, you know, I am worthy of love and I am worthy of um, attention and advancement and uh, parenthood, whatever it is that you want and you want to be, you can. And it really just starts with the I am. Um, so reminding ourselves of that, especially when we've gone through, um, a negative experience or experience that's been hard to, to, to navigate, having those positive affirmations on a daily basis, super important.
0: I totally agree. You were right on the mark with that. And there's the power in, it's like my, my, my attention went to two different ways when you were talking. One was um, intention informs reality, is what you were saying. Our intention does inform our reality, which people can listen to Seekers, a podcast that I did in the foundational um, series that I did last year. But when we have our attention on something again and again and again and again and again, guess what we get? more of that. (laughs)
1: That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) And so we have to be really wise about what we're putting our attention to. And that's what we can teach our children and young adults to be able to be aware of how they're using their attention. But then you said something that was also important, and that is about the I am. The I am that I am. The I am Mm -hmm. statements. The I am really empowers Um, that uh, situation or thing that you're talking about or experiencing into reality. And so if you're going to put something into reality, it may be, I am wise, Mm -hmm. I am healthy, I am kind, or better things to put into reality um, than these negative things. I'm a slouch. I never do it right. And on and on and on. So our Mm -hmm. words are powerful and our words have meaning. And at the subconscious level, we think that we, because we said all these negative things, and now that we're not saying them, they're not operating any longer in our world. But that's not true. Actually, at the subconscious Mm -hmm. level, it is still operating until we start to erase it, those Mm -hmm. statements and concepts, and add something new to that, um, Mm -hmm. to who we are, and believe it. That's the key. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if you don't believe it, then the inner self, no, you don't believe that. So you're not going to be saying that for very, very long. (laughs) And So how do we anchor in our values that we've been talking about? And how do I anchor in the courage to experiment and to be able to be aware of the fact that sometimes I won't make those positive statements, but how do I do the self-correction when I notice that and keep things moving forward?
1: I I love this question because I see it a lot in myself and I see it in my kids. Usually I see things in my kids first and I realize, oh shoot, I do the same thing. My son, when he's writing, he's he's a writer. He loves very creative in that sense and he'll Mm -hmm. write everything out. And the minute I edit, oh, if I pull up a pen and just have one little mark, all of a sudden, oh, I can't write. I'm awful. I'll never be able to do, I'll never be able to publish a book. I'm like, I just said you spelled one thing wrong. It's okay, right? (laughs) I have to like, remember that this one thing, this one edit that I'm making does not take away from the creativity of the book that you've already put down. So helping people, when you're helping someone else, they can't see the picture uh, because of the frame, right? I'm the frame and I can't see what's inside. It's, help. let me help you see the goodness that you are, right? All the wonderful things that you are. So one thing I do for myself and for others as when they're picking at one thing that they're not good at, or or something that a negative thought that continues to come is challenge the thought. Is that true? Is mm-hmm. that it, and what evidence is it that it's true? And maybe you can find one or two things. A lot of times, my kids were like, "Oh, I always do this, or I never." Is that true? Is it? When's the last time that actually happened for you? And to help challenge the thoughts, then contradict it, find the evidence whether it's true or not. And if it's not true switch the statement around. So where he makes a mistake and I'm not a good writer, sweetie, you are a good writer, you've completed. Most people have not even wrote a page. Look what you've done, right? Let's focus on what you have done well. So being able to first recognize the thought, be self-aware of that, contradict it or challenge it, I should say, and if it's not true, you have to rephrase it and say that differently. So when you see, I remind them, if you see a mistake on a paper, man, I made a mistake on that one sentence, but look at this book I wrote. So come back to the being, gr- being grateful for the bigger picture that's in front of you and not the small thing that you're looking at. Um, so same thing when I'm, you know, writing an email or maybe I'm at work and I spell something wrong and I sent it to the, the vice president and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to look like I'm incompetent of my job. And it's like, Jakara, one thing. That was one mistake that does not erase the 20 years of financial services that you put into the company. Come on now. <laughs> so being able to remind myself that this one thing is not the end of the world, right? This one thing is not going to make or break, right? Um, and I think sometimes we make mountains out of molehills or uh, hurricanes out of thunderstorms, whatever, you know, uh, mm-hmm. adjective you want to take there, but we have to really take it out of this catastrophic thinking and come down to Hey, you know what? It's not that serious (laughs) and then have fun. We're not all, we're not perfect and we're not supposed to be. And there's no one that is. So I I really when I said, when I'm working with my clients, work with my kids or myself, those are the things I look for and help them to try to overcome Mm -hmm. those negative thoughts.
0: And those are all excellent things that I think our seekers can do more of what you just mentioned. And one of the things that comes to light is we tend to be more critical of ourselves so quickly. Mm-hmm. That it actually that criticism, and I'm there's like CCJ is called criticism, condemnation, and judgments that mm-hmm. we put upon ourselves. And when we're um, doing that, we don't realize that it creates static with us being able to hear our soul needs. Mm-hmm. It creates static because that criticism soul is very sensitive, and it doesn't really want you to be critical of it. It wants to learn, but do you need to have to be critical? And so that focusing on one thing we did wrong, our soul says, okay, I'll learn from that, but can you appreciate what I am doing and who I am expanding to be? And how can you guide me and help me to keep focused in moving one step forward on my spiritual path and that I'm trying to lead to unite or to come back and integrate back into the Christ-like qualities Mm -hmm. um, that I want to be and not be so encumbered by the ego persona and the ego persona is always saying, "We did it wrong. You could do it better. Look at that person; they did it better. Why can't you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's always looking externally. Um, I should just shift this a little bit. It says the ego persona is on one pathway, it's the low pathway. The soul yes. is on the higher pathway. And it wants to be able to move towards being the Christic qualities of whatever your your faith is. It wants to be more of that and wants you to help it like a parent helps a child and being guided in that direction. Mm -hmm. Thoughts about that? Yeah, it
1: took me to the idea that uh, another exercise that I'll do with myself and with others is... When we say I am, the thing that comes after that is what you're standing in and you're valuing. So we have to be careful what we say after I am, right? I am smart. I am stupid. I'm a jerk or I'm kind or I'm compassionate. Um, The one test that I have um, people to do is, okay, well, we're on this soul journey. And if I am equals God is. Mm -hmm. So if, if you say I am stupid, you're saying God is stupid so nice. if you if you kind of put those sentences in your mind anytime you say "I am," you're saying "God is," so that's another challenge that you can say is, "Okay well, God's spirit is not stupid, is not an idiot is 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 creative, and I'm saying all these opposite things." So let me align my, who I am to these Christ-like qualities, who God is for me. And, and I think that that's, that that's what came up for me as you were speaking, is we have to realign that thinking of who we are and who our spirit is, because we are, we're one, we're within this together, you know, spirit is, is within this flesh. So right. if our flesh is thinking one thing, ego is thinking one thing, we need to be sure that it aligns back to who we really are, who our soul really is, so that we can walk that path together.
0: Yes, wonderfully said. And that actually builds this whole gaining the courage and confidence to try and try and being your best self each and every day. Yes, I love that. Mm. (laughs) So if you were to kind of give a a phrase or or kind of a gift that, that you want our seekers to walk away with, you know, from our conversation today, what would it be? One
1: of the, I talk a lot
0: about success strategies. I talk about how
1: you know, persistence is important. Asking for help is important. The one thing I don't speak enough about in, uh, in my arena and the thing that I'm learning to do more of is that self-reflection. I think it's important to slow down. We're always speeding to get to the next success to achieve that next goal, but we need to be able to slow down and gauge how we're feeling. How does it check and align with our passions, our goal, with our spirit and our soul? Because we can be so fast on a track and get to the end and realize it's not even where I want to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've heard it said that you're you're climbing this corporate ladder. You get to the top and realize the ladder is on the wrong building. So we're so busy in this daily life that we're not taking the time to reflect. And so ways to do that, journaling, meditation, mindfulness, those are things that I do sporadically and I want to do so much more of. Because when I do it, oh, I see the light. I see a bigger perspective. I'm more grateful. I'm more compassionate. And then I'll get busy again, get my head down. And I'm. so the one thing that I would love to leave is con- Continue to strive for your goals. Know that your past does not determine your future, but along the way, along your life's journey, take the time and look at those obstacles and opportunities. And how can, how do they make you feel? What's right for you? Is it, are you on the right path? Do you need to make different decisions? Do you need to surround yourself with different people? But having those conversations with self more often and keeping it as a habit, I think will will be amazingly uh, Per profitable, uh, the potential will grow. Your self, your self esteem will grow. Your confidence will grow because now, hey, I've done this before, and I know I can do it again. So I'm gonna have that courage just enough to get out of the comfort zone. The confidence will build the more I do it, and I can try and try again.
0: Yes, excellent said. And I think our seekers, are, you know, hear the, the enthusiasm and the energy and the depth of these words that you're mentioning to them and that the I am statements are so powerful and it truly is. You're saying God in me is this, this, mm-hmm. this. And so we make sure this, this, and this is what you really want. <laughs> that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And so um, on that note, thank you, Chikara. How can they reach you if they wish to reach out to you? Oh, I would love, love, love to give your audience a gift
1: of confidence. If you go to jacararivera.com forward slash confidence, I have a free guide for you on how to boost your confidence. Um, And that will keep you connected to me. You'll get my, there, the socials, the emails, a way to contact me and get on my calendar to just have a conversation. So that's the first place you want to go is jacararivera.com forward slash confidence.
0: Excellent. And our topic today was on gaining the courage and confidence to try and a great conversation. And I thank you, Chikara, for bring, bringing forth your wisdom and guidance to our seekers and look forward to having you back. Awesome. You. So
1: glad to be here, Dr. Judith. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining me for this episode on Mastering Life's Avengers, being your best self through soul evolution. If you have enjoyed what you've heard today, I would be delighted if you would share this episode with others. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe to my Mastering Life's Adventures podcast. Look forward to your joining the next episode. Please leave any comments or suggestions you might have below. Bye for now.